You're listening to Catalyst for Change, and my name is Jessica Huckabee, your host. I started this podcast to learn what makes people resilient after challenging events and how they've used those series of events as a catalyst for change in their life. You'll hear stories of resiliency and strength, so get ready, sit back, and be prepared to be inspired. Today, my guest is Pratiba Day. She's 27 and resides in New Jersey, but she's originally from New Delhi, India. She's a passionate teacher, caregiver, speaker, and author. And she's survived through all of the different storms of life and is writing the next bestseller called Resiliency, A Woman's Journey from Scarcity to Success. And her journey consists of strengthening and resiliency at every cost. And she's overcome molestation, sexual assault, physical abuse, and her greatest loss, which is her twin children, earlier this year in 2020. Pratiba is unstoppable and upholds unshakable faith as she has chosen to turn her life around within the last six months with no fear. Thank you, Pratiba Day, for coming on my podcast, Catalyst for Change, Stories of Resiliency. I really loved hearing about your story and reading more about you. Can you can you tell us a little bit about your background and a little bit about your story? Sure. Hi, everyone. So my background is in education. Growing up, I started taking care of kids while I was a kid still, and that is a part of my culture. I am South Asian. I am 27 years old, and I reside in New Jersey. So tell us what, what's really been the catalyst for you becoming who you are now? Okay. Um, so I had numerous traumas that I faced um, from the age of five until this year, age of 27. I was molested starting age of five up until nine or 10 years old. I faced heavy clinical depression, body dysmorphia, physical abuse, and domestic violence situations due to the adversities that I faced. The adversities that I faced were due to me being born in the South Asian culture and growing up in the States after I migrated and a lot of differences that were brought um, to attention that my family didn't agree with. I really rebelled to become who I am today. I'm just lucky to be here at this point. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like you've been through a lot of different challenges early on. And that's kind of shaped who you are as a person. And it sounds like being, you know, from, from what you're saying, the South Indian culture, yes. uh, South Indian culture may not have the same, the views that are uh, maybe helpful as far as mental health yeah. care. Yeah. So you've had to try to figure that out on your own from a young age. And you may have yeah. faced a little bit of challenge growing up in that kind of environment. Yes. I faced a lot of challenge. I had run away from home when I was 15 or 16. I had a group of friends at the time who were assisting me. However, when I went to the police station with my story, I was turned away and told that it's a false statement. I sat there and I wrote out my story, what was happening to me at home. There was no one to assist me. The school counselors failed me. My grades were dropping. I was flunking high school. I believe I was a freshman that year. And then The social worker followed up at my house and, you know, one of my family members was hovering over me and didn't allow for me to speak. So I believe I was writing on a piece of napkin the word help. However, I'm not sure if I recall that properly. I just know that I never saw that social worker again. And 
I recognize this year, just about a month ago, when the Black Lives Matter movement started, that how my community had failed me and they are still failing people today. And I still know the appearance of that police officer who did, and he was a minority as well, he was Hispanic. The thing is, not enough attention and emphasis was put on children who, you know, are being abused. I, I remember the family member who abused me and the police officer laughing at my face. And I remember being held in the jail cell while I was waiting for my family to pick me up. Wow. So total lack of empathy in the people that were supposed to be helping you. It sounds like a broken system. I mean, it sounds like a very broken system that allows kids to continue to stay in a place where they're being abused. So what was high school? I mean, did you finally get the, the help that you needed? No, I did not. So what, whatever came of that, did you get out of that situation? No, I did not. I did not. I lived in that situation with clinical depression for possibly seven years or longer. I am 27 now. I had lost all faith in God. I was a very quiet person. I didn't have any friends. Uh, The friends that I did have throughout this process, they were just, they couldn't fathom the things I was facing because they didn't face it themselves. And even in my adult years, I've had behaviors due to my trauma that wouldn't be deemed as appropriate. However, those people weren't educated about the traumas and that this is a symptom of a trauma and to possibly communicate and still keep the friendship. I don't feel hostile or blame anyone for not wanting to be friends with me any longer at those times because I myself was not an okay person to be around and had a lot of toxicity. And I was burdening my friends, my closest friends, with a lot of what was occurring at home that they shouldn't be the ones helping me with. I needed professional help. Yeah. And so you hadn't had any professional help until this year. This year. So 2020. 27 years old. 27 years old. Yes. Wow. And so how is that going? The, The professional help that you are getting now? Yeah, that's going. It's wonderful. When I was at university two years ago, I tried the university counseling twice, two different counselors for an intake I saw. I didn't connect with them and I kind of felt they were telling me it is a lot when I stated that, you know, it's a lot. And the, how I perceived when that person returned back to me saying it is a lot, it was as if that, wow, (laughs) like, you know, it made me feel even more burdened when a counselor even is telling me that it's a lot. It's just, yeah. they can't handle it. They don't have the tools to help you. And so they, they didn't know what they, to do with it. Yeah, they were still in practice. You know, there were the interns. I'm not sure what the proper terminology is. They were still trying yeah. to become one. And I'm sure I helped someone figure out whether they want to continue it or not. <laughs> yeah, because those are big. The heavy are load. Big that's a big challenge. So they need more training, it sounds like, at the school counselor level, or even just being able to direct you to resources. Did they, were they able to do that? No, this was the um, therapist at my university. So now after those two times, after I reached back this year to the States from Thailand, I contacted one of the lead therapists at my university. And now I have a therapist 
from her. That was a recommendation and that's been wonderful. Oh, I really, good. yeah, everything fell into place for me and the people that I'm surrounded by now are just fantastic. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So it sounds like just getting that, the therapist that really identifies with you and is able to assist you with some of this, some of these big issues that you've been facing all your life, that's really helped. That was the catalyst. Getting that help that you need has been the catalyst for your whole life to change, it sounds like. Yes. It's unbelievable. When, I, when that abusive situation was happening to me, I stated to my abuser who's in my family and told them that I need therapy and they laughed in my face. Most families want their children to become engineers, lawyers, doctors in, in the Indian culture. However, that is changing and I'm so happy about it. Yeah. No, it sounds like they're, people are really trying to get that education out there and they're trying to identify with you know, issues that could be problems in their community and the South Asian culture, I'm sure, like every culture has things that they're yes. working through. But being from that culture, you can tell us, you know, what you've seen. I'm glad that you're telling me it's getting better. So what are you doing these days after you got that help that you need? You've been able yeah. to thrive more since you've been, so you were in Thailand for a little while. It sounds like you mentioned that you were working with children, pre-K, yes. children in Thailand. Yes. And what brought you back to the United States? Okay, so this is a heavy one. Yes, so I went through Greenheart Travel, which is a program for teaching abroad. I chose to teach in Northern Thailand in Sisaket, which is a smaller town. It's not westernized, although I had the option of teaching in Bangkok because my recruiter found that it would be the best fit for me coming from America. I wanted to experience the rawness of what they experience in day-to-day -day life because I was born in India originally. And my dream was to always go back and resonate with the children who are not as fortunate in the sense of having those possibilities open to them. So I came, so while I was in Thailand, I was involved uh, with a man through a camp that I volunteered at while I was teaching. It was a weekend camp. And due to my trauma, I resonated with this narcissistic person and found myself isolated and suffering from clinical depression, living overseas and being away from my home country, which is the States. When I came back, I came back pregnant in my second trimester. And the day of my abortion, I was told I was expecting twins, identical to say. And that after that moment, when I had that brief time to decide my decision of what I needed to do when I found out it was going to be two human beings, that was also a catalyst of change for me. And that's why I have the drive I do now. Wow. So how did that catalyze you into where you're at now? Yes. So where I'm at now, after that, I started educating myself more through certifications. Um, I had started studying cybersecurity at the time, which was brought to my attention through my interest in the Air Force, possibly after what I had faced, and also through another family member 
directing me due to my culture, directing me towards, you know, technology being beneficial monetary wise, even though I knew that I wanted to work with children, that's my calling. However, I even found something regarding to children in cybersecurity by saying that I'm going to go into data science and help find child traffickers and that's what I was going to do. And that was my passion for why I was into studying cybersecurity just a few months ago. And then I took two courses for my university because my plan before my pregnancy was to return home and finish my education for my bachelor's. I returned and then after having academic success over the summer, I received A and a B, which was challenging yet liberating to me because I put my pain into my art for my course. And I am now part of Les Brown's motivational speaking program. And I'm in coaching with Proctor and Gallagher with John Tallarico. Nice. So you went from, so you made that tough decision to give up the pregnancy from what you said, it was the right move for you, even though it was very difficult because you were able to finish your schooling to get to help other children that, which was your main goal in life is to help children that are being trafficked, sexually trafficked or are hurt in some way. So you're, you're moving forward on that goal by taking yes. classes and doing really well in school. And yes. then you, you met somebody that can train you on public speaking and yes. yeah, that's wonderful. So sharing your experience with others and, and reaching others, even ch- you know, to help children and to do things you want to do. That's really, that's really interesting. And so, yeah. So what are your plans for the future now that you've have a lot of that struggle that, you know, it's behind you now and you're looking forward to a bright future with a lot of success. I can see what are your plans? Yes. So I am currently completing my last semester and graduating this December, 2020. I'm writing my book, which is titled Resiliency, A Woman's Journey from Scarcity to Success. And I am going to be writing my C-type goal, which is my big fantasy, my big dream goal that isn't logical, that I will achieve. And once I write that goal, I can really focus in on how to make it possible. Aside from those things, I started my YouTube channel just yesterday. Nice. Um, Inspired by my mom, who is a paranoia schizophrenic. And on that channel, I'm going to be sharing the journeys of individuals with mental illnesses and physical diseases to have their voice be heard. Wonderful. Yeah, I I had the chance to listen to that first YouTube video that you posted, and it was great. So I think a lot of people, I think your story is very touching for a lot of people that may have a loved one who is suffering from mental illness, and it may help you feel I know that the struggles you had young when you're younger it doesn't make up for that but it kind of gives you a reason why they may not have had the tools to assist you when you were young so that's kind of healing as well as you know figuring out that your that was what was going on with your parents it sounds like yes is that correct I believe they are not educated about uh, their own well-being and that's very understandable coming from Uh, another country when they're, you know, in their 40s and they're already set in their ways and to transition into living here and having fear. Fear is necessarily the reason why a lot of people don't take that step into 
learning about themselves or doing something with their life that will help others while make them successful as well. That's really good. And I think your channel will be very healing for yourself and for other people just to watch you go through your healing journey. So thank you for sharing that with us and, Thanks, and sharing your story. I just really enjoyed hearing Thank you your story. for this. My yeah. first podcast opportunity. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be many more because your story is very valuable and it needs to reach many people. So I believe it. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on my show today and I'll have your information in the show notes and people could reach out to you with questions or learn more about you from your YouTube channel, which will be posted in the, in the show notes. Is there anything that you think we may not have touched on during our conversation? I believe we're all set. You've been listening to Catalyst for Change, and my name is Jessica Huckabay, your host. Join us next week for another story of resiliency. And please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And feel free to leave me a comment or email me at catalystforchange20 at gmail.com. Or on Facebook, we have a page at Catalyst for Change Resiliency.